At Granger, we're for the ones who specialize in saving the day and for the ones who've mastered the art of keeping business moving. We offer industrial-grade supplies for every industry with same-day pickup and next-day delivery on most orders, all backed by real people ready to help. So you can get the right answers and products right when you need them. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You got the Ionic? Yo, that Ionic 5 hasn't arrived yet. I'm still waiting for it, but I'm excited. I can't wait for that Ionic. And it's fully electric. Fully electric. It is the most evolved Hyundai. The Hyundai Ionic 5. With up to 303-mile range. With the real-wheel drive SE, SEL, and limited models. With available two-way charging, you can charge larger electronic equipment inside and outside the car. The optional ultra-fast charging capability gives you over 60 miles of range with just six minutes of charge. Learn more at HyundaiUSA.com. HyundaiUSA.com. Hello, I'm Clark Ching, and you're listening to the Agile Uprising Podcast. Greetings and welcome to another edition of the Agile Uprising Podcast. I'm your host, again, Jay Hersko. And joining me, I think the first time we've been on a, an actual episode together, Janae McConnell. Janae, thanks for joining. Of course. Yeah, I think you're right. It's our first time, just you and me. Oh, it's our first time. We probably shouldn't say that again because someone could cut this and take it out of context. So uh, <laughs> let's get to the topic of the episode. So Janae and I are doing it unscripted, and we're going to try and do something a little bit fun. So Janae was telling me a story about something that she's trying or has tried at a previous life where she created the idea of an agile mixtape. And we're going to talk about that and decompose that a little bit because not only is it novel and unique, she sent me a list of it and I was all in until Taylor Swift showed up. But then I was like, oh, really? She can start whining about an ex-boyfriend. Um, that, but I was, I was a big fan of Jimothy Lacoste. So let's, let's go back to the beginning. Let's go back to the beginning. So Janae, where did this come from? Um, okay, so I... It, it came from, I just had like a weekend where I would like work was on my mind. And ever since I got into agile and certainly once I became a scrum master and started working with more than one team, I was like, man, I really wish there was a way I could organize all of the ideas and the information that comes my way, you know, like a filing cabinet mm-hmm. of sorts. Um, so I decided to like build basically like a portfolio, just like a website for myself that where I could put you know, retros that I've used and different ideas and, and kind of resources that I go to as a means of like helping myself organize those things, but also to share it out with my community at that point. Mm-hmm. In time. Um, the company I was with, I shared it with our group of agilists and it was just like, Hey, this is just kind of a, you know, repository of the things that I go to, things that I like, things that inspire me. Um, and I was looking at it after I kind of like published it or whatever google sites and i was like this is boring (laughs) (laughs) and and i thought of myspace like i would love to have 
some music on here and and then i was like you're dating, oh, you're dating yourself by the way i know and i'm fine I'm that's into- where we all learned how to write html code to use css yeah. was myspace yeah. those those seizure inducing sites of your friends yeah yeah <laughs> how creative can i be yeah so how much trouble can i get into but um yeah so i was like well i'm not gonna have music playing and then it just kind of evolved from there i was like what if i created a playlist that was about agile and so I put it together. And then as I was adding songs, I in my mind, I just kind of moved through the events of a sprint um, and just kind of like the typical ceremonies. And I was like, oh, I'll just pick songs that embody those ceremonies. You know, because I feel like we've all, you know, you'll play Bob Marley, like get up, stand up when mm-hmm. you do stand up and that kind of thing. I've, I've certainly seen other people do that. I, I've done that myself. Um, but then I was, I'm going to do, I'm going to pull in songs for all of them, see what I can come up with. And, um, and then right about that time, I got approached for the position that I have now at this new company. And I was like, oh, what if I, like, I was doing my research on the company. I looked up their, their values. And I was like, what if I could find a song for each of their values, throw it in there at the top of the playlist and send that to the recruiter as like, hey, just share this with everybody, see what they think. It's kind of a fun thing. And they were like, whoa. That is cut. I did not know that part of the story. And that is absolutely wild. That is really wild. Yeah. So um, it's funny because after, I mean, I got the job, spoiler alert. And afterwards, the recruiter sent me a link to the music channel. And she was like, scroll up. And I could see where she had posted it. And everybody was reacting. And they were like, wow, this is really cool. Um, and they, they may not even have known exactly what it all was supposed to mean because essentially from top to bottom, I start with stand up and I move through a two week sprint with all the songs. So, yeah, that's, I mean, it's, it's amazing. I mean, so when I, when you said it to me, I was like, okay, let me take a look here. And I mean, you put it, you took the time to add 114 songs to a playlist, which is no small feat in and of itself. Right. I mean, that's, yeah. That's a lot of clicking on Spotify, and it's even more clicking if you're doing it on your phone. By the way, folks, we will put a link to the to the to the to the playlist in the show notes. Um, yeah. But I mean, if you just looked, like even on its surface, looking at the titles, uh, drive, always improving, energized, tell me why, focus, thinking about the long term. Uh, Papa's got a brand new bag that came on when I was shuffling today, and I burst out laughing. Um, <laughs> I understand. I can help customer support. Uh, human nature again, another great song. So there's there's a lot that can be said without saying anything and yeah. i mean, and not by not by not saying anything in the sense of saying nothing but without verbalizing hey i'm giving you this because x there's just by perusing the titles alone yeah there's a lot to be gleaned from that yeah and and like i said i i focus mostly on the titles so i will say not all of these songs are like safe for work just throw that out yeah there. yeah i caught that disclaimer i was like "Ooh, what's gonna show up here? i didn't i didn't screen for so you know proceed at your own risk it's just a creative exercise so i'm going to use that license and uh but yeah i mean i i just focus on titles and and i did when i when i find if if i typed something in the search and i came up with a, a list of songs which for some of them it was easy right like team or you know um some like even some of the emotions around stand-up or retro like you could pull in a ton of songs so I picked ones that I liked and that I thought were good so it it doesn't necessarily have like the typical flow of your usual mixtape as far Mm -hmm. as the you know the type of music or the genres it's all over the board 
Um, but it's a lot of fun. What was the reaction? So once you, you use this, you sent this over the recruiter, you started the job. Have you had any conversations with people at the job about this? Like, have they, like, have, as pe- have people tried to submit, hey, what about this song? What about this song? What about that song? Like, what kind of narrative or, or conversation has it created? So not much as of yet, because right now it's just me. I'm actually, and I just hired a couple team coaches, so they'll come on my, I mean, my dream would be to kind of keep working on this and, you know, throw a few songs in there from time to time, share it out to the teams. Once they're actually kind of in the place where all of these ceremonies are happening regularly at the team level and say, Hey, check out songs, you know, 16 through 24. This is our stand-up section. Does anybody have any ideas for some songs we could add? Because it's a very, they have such a great, like, people-centered culture. It's a lot of fun there. Mm-hmm. Um, so I know that they could get into it because they, um, they're really, the music channel in particular is very active. So That's great. And I mean, it's, it's a novel way to, it's a novel way to build relationships. Yeah. Um, because if somebody, if somebody comes forward and they only come forward with, say, really, like, more aggressive type stuff, well, those people, there's usually one or two in every company, right? Yep. They listen to my type of music, which is like, you know, the stuff that my mother hated. And <laughs> they typically find each other. But th- I mean, that helps people make connections. And, and one of the first things I thought about when you sent this to me was Robin Dunbar from the Dunbar number. He did an interview. His newest book is called Friendship, I think. And it okay. talks about the differing levels of friendship. Mm-hmm. And one of the things he mentioned in an interview with Jim Rutt was where he said the easiest, the, 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 the best indicator if of two people, will they be friends or not, is a shared uh, interest in musical tastes. So shared musical tastes. And, yeah. and I mean, and he has, of course, it's Robin Dunbar. So there's a, a voluminous amount of support behind it, like studies and all that sort of stuff. And there's data sure. down there. But I thought that was really kind of fascinating because, I, you know, I'm, I go to shows all the time and I, I have a couple of friends who I literally was the last guy in line. And some guy came up behind me and said, hey, is this the line for the show? And I said, yeah, we started chatting and now I talk to him and hang out with him all the time. So that's, right. th- there's something to be said about the, the joy of music, but also this is a novel way to bring people together. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so growing up, my dad was a DJ on the radio, not like a scratch, scratch DJ, but like <laughs> an actual better. disc jockey. Yes. yes yeah. a disc jockey. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, growing up, there was always music playing in my house. All, the record player was always on or what have you. Um, and, and music is just a big part of my life. And to your point, a, a big part of how I tend to connect with people. So, I mean, yeah, that's how I used to vet dates and that sort of thing. I'd be like, well, what kind of CDs does he have in his car? Let me check this out. And then I'd be like, well, now, MySpace and CDs in the car. Jeez, Janelle, you're not doing yourself any favors here. I'm sorry, not- it's fine. All right. Well, <laughs> these, these kids got to know. <laughs> but, but you're right, though. I mean, it is a... It is an interesting personality. It's it's kind of like a heuristic to understand how someone what someone is like. Um, yeah. Have you ever met someone who really wasn't into music, and you're kind of just like, whoa, like, whoa, so what do you do for fun? <laughs> What's wrong with you? Are you a sociopath? <laughs> I don't. Gosh, that's a good question. I I don't know that I I feel like all my friends are into music in one way or another. I certainly have friends where I'm like that's weird. I'm not into what you're into, but that's okay. Do your like, thing. Yeah. Do your thing. We, we will have, there will be some common threads most of the time. I, I don't know that I've ever met anybody that's really just not into music, but I, I feel like even if I've had friends, uh, you know, that weren't, 
then I am always like, look, listen to this song, check this out, listen to this. Like if you're in my car, you're listening to music. If you're at my house, mm -hmm. you're listening to music. So I feel like I eventually just win them over. M music fans, we can be a little bit much. We're like, oh, check this out, check this out, check yeah. that out, check this out, check that out. And it's kind of like, um, yo, yo stop. Yeah. And, uh, and now listen to this song. And now listen to this mm -hmm. song. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so we talked about friendship. We talked about the, the novelty behind music. So one of the things that we're not talking about, because I guess we, we got to find a guest to come on and talk about this sort of thing, is the the healing power of music and tonality. And there there are all those studies that talk about um, natural resonance. So mm -hmm. like it's the old, it's the old, um, for those of you that aren't the listeners that aren't familiar with natural resonance, the idea would be, this is why the military and marching bands, whenever they go over bridges, they break cadence and they just walk. Um, this, if you've ever seen the video, the video of Galloping Gertie, the bridge out in the Pacific Northwest, that was mm -hmm. because of the wind vibrating through the trusses caused it to hit its natural resonance and it vibrated. Um, but there are other, there are a lot of theories which really haven't been dug into. They're kind of treated like pseudoscience, which is really kind of sad. Um, yeah. The different vibrational hertz, the different vibrational frequencies of music and how it can actually heal and ease the brain. I mean, I'll tell you that everybody knows I've taken every goddamn safe course there is to take. My secret to passing those stupid exams, I go to YouTube and I put on like 650 hertz, cleanse your soul like that, yes. like, and I just put it on in the background. Yeah. And there's something there and I'm not really paying attention to it, but I know it's there. I've passed all my tests on the first try. So maybe uh, correlation causation. I know, I know, Jay, you've been drinking. I know, but I, there might be something, there really might be something there. Oh yeah, no. I mean, I've actually been exploring some of that myself, like the like the binaural beats or like like white noise, not, not just white noise, but there's like brown noise, blue noise, pink noise. Like, have you seen all those? Mm -hmm, I mean, find, mm -hmm. find these playlists on Spotify and I'm sure wherever else you would like to find your music. I don't work for Spotify. Um, and, uh, it's interesting because actually my daughter recommended, I was like, oh man, when I get stressed out, I just have a hard time meditating. You know, it's not really my jam. And she was like, you should check out these brown noise, um, playlists. And the first thing I think of is South Park. And then the second right. thing I think of is, the brown is like, note. Oh, yep. I'll, I'll check this out. And, um, and, and it's basically just engineered silence. Mm. and so it sounds like that's kind of you know what it's, it's the hertz and like the, yeah. the different frequencies that kind of helps just kind of clear your mind somehow like the, the cool. tibetan bowls and yep. the kind of like the low the low resonance um vibrations uh, i i because this is the way i am i actually went down a rabbit hole and looked at why concert concert pitch is 440 hertz which is yeah. it's the middle c over a mm -hmm. and if you look throughout history it used to be both lower and higher so 442, I, or is it 442, but it used to be 440. It's I think it's 440 now. It used to be 442. Um, okay. there, was a, there was an urban rumor, urban legend, that the Nazis used to broadcast their speeches, Hitler's speeches, at 442 hertz because it is a naturally resonant frequency. Something about like a Fibonacci number and all that. Like they really went down the rabbit hole. And, okay. I, and I was like, okay, time out, Jake. So you're going to, it's going to be like 3 a.m. and I'm going to come out looking like Charlie and it's always sunny. Like my eyes are going to be big, you know, who is peppy, whatever. It's going to be nuts. But there, again, there is something to be said about the healing power of music. And we all yeah. know that music is naturally transformative because you can hear a song and you can automatically remember. I remember being on the beach with my dad when I was a kid. I remember when I got my first tattoo, P.O.D.'s yeah. Alive was playing in the background. Not yeah. the best memory, but it's a memory nonetheless. Yeah. Uh, 
so there is something to be said about using music as a as a lever by which the team almost like a, I hate to say table stake, but almost the table stake by which the team can can gather themselves around, right? Like that might now you made me think of like an interesting um, like team building exercise. Whenever I start my meetings, I start with like a, a kind of goofy question, like describe yeah. your describe your mood today as a weather report, or yeah. what's the what's the worst ice cream flavor you've ever had and how does it relate to the worst project you've ever had to stuff like that you really <laughs> my, my answers are probably great um I love it. i've had some great team ones so somebody used rum raisin and they went on this rant about qa and stuff it was kind of i wish i'd recorded it because this was like robin williams-esque they just kept going and the story kept getting worse the more they kept going um oh, no. but that's that's not a bad question like so what's your favorite you know desert album questions or what's your favorite song over the last six months and why these are yep. things that people can learn to relate to each other as co-workers and peers without going into the whole oh I'm a scrum master and I've been doing it for this amount of time or I'm a coach it's it's the the people to people equation and I think that it's it's kind I mean at least I hope I'd say for most people it tends to be like a low stakes way to reveal some part of yourself that's not totally all about work right? right so if I say hey you know why don't we we're going to build a playlist everybody add a song to this link and you know add a song that you know reminds you of high school or add a song that you like to listen to when you're cleaning your house that kind of thing you know and then you can give them a few minutes to explain why they chose that song and it's it's just fun because it just you can kind of shake the dust off and it's it's not connected to anything you know you can be a little bit vulnerable and it's right you can be vulnerable without being explicitly vulnerable right like it's it's the whole you want people to be open and be and be communicative but you know sometimes it's sometimes you've got to be careful what you wish for right because you may hit a nerve and really make things go sideways this is a very low low risk high reward type of um um, experiment which can bear some fruit yeah i think i mean that's and i feel like that's one of the things that i like to do because i am not the kind of scrum master or agile coach that's going to be like oh let's everybody check in tell me how you're feeling you know I'm not going to do that because I I don't love that so I want to mm. find other ways to get adjacent to that yeah. and the then same answer without asking the question yeah, yeah and then afterwards I'm like it's working <laughs> look at it <laughs> what's what's been your least successful icebreaker question your okay. least successful, like trying to get the room going and they just, for whatever reason, they didn't get it or it just, it went, the first person had like, oh, this makes me think of when like my dog died and it just takes the whole room out. Like, have you ever had those where I, you an icebreak awry? I, I tend to know, but I've had a retro go awry. Um, the first time and last time I did a sailboat retro. <laughs> Somebody should have used Mr. Toad, but whatever. Yeah. Really? somebody cried and it was like real sobbing tears and just like I mean a lot of things came out that needed to come out anyways but I was like I was new to all of this and I was like is this how it's supposed to go are people supposed to be crying is it the sailboat's fault like what the hell I was yeah I was like man fuck the sailboat retro sorry to whoever (laughs) created that I apologize but I can't do it anymore I'm gonna find some other yeah I should have done Mr. Toad Toad. this that's right aside from um jj none of us come out of the 
issues. None of us. Right. Learning for all of us. And right. sometimes it kind of gets goofy. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I feel like too, I'm always trying to pick because maybe I can't think of an icebreaker example because I'm always trying to pick ones that feel good to me. I don't tend to step too far outside of my comfort zone with that stuff because I don't want to set people up for something to that's going to give them a reason to be like, what the hell is this? Right. The, the intent is to, the intent is to bring people together. Yeah. And the last thing you want to do is introduce something that could actually end up bringing people apart. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Or creating a wedge or yeah. 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 The whole, the whole crying in a retro, I haven't seen that, but I have, I mean, nothing is worse than seeing someone like cry at work. I'm convinced that no one should ever have to cry at work. And as soon as you see someone crying at work, I mean, I, I remember in a previous life, I, I wasn't, I, I was, I came back onto the floor. It was like 5.15 at night. I was coming out of a late meeting and it's back when we always used to go in an office and there was one of our QA leads sitting there and she was crying in her desk. Uh, and I went over and I asked her what was going on and somebody was really, really mean to her in a meeting, like ridiculous and so. And I actually, I called my boss and I said, look, I said, I'm not calling you because I'm trying to rat somebody out. I'm not calling you because I want to get somebody in trouble. I'm not calling you because I want to make drama. I'm calling you because one of our colleagues is crying in their desk and that is not right. And we need to, we, you and I need to find a way to fix it. And it wasn't my, it wasn't my employee that was crying. It wasn't my employee that made her cry. But the fact remains that nobody should cry at work unless you are an actor or actress and being paid obscene amounts of money to do it on demand don't cry at work and if you are being forced to cry at work so let me ask you this today while we're while we're really going down the rabbit hole here okay when's the last time you cried at work or have you ever cried at work oh my gosh jay i'm an expert at crying at work <laughs> um in fact one of my old co-workers we'd be like hey i didn't cry today so it's really great it's been a great, <sighs> it's been a great week well just, I, I feel like when, when i first started out i I was just full of imposter syndrome or whatever you want to call it. And I would be like, I don't know if this is working. And, you know, it just, it's, it's, I'm always in my feelings as, as kind of just a matter of course. So it's okay. I'm, I'm definitely, I don't want that to sound like, oh, things have been miserable. I, you know, I'll cry when I'm angry. I'll cry when I'm frustrated. That's just, that's just me. I don't know. Um, Gosh, I don't, it's probably been, I don't know maybe a year, maybe longer. I remember the first time I cried at work. Okay. And I'm very good at being like, excuse me, I'll be right back. And then I go, <laughs> and you know, I'm in there and I'm just like, oh my God. And then I have to like get it together. Yeah. And scene. And we just like walk out. And act that like that is uh, like, not to sound misogynist. That is an impressive skill that women have the ability to like the mom who's losing her shit to sit in her car, cry for 15 minutes, then get out of the car and look totally composed. Like nothing happened. Yeah, like That's time. <laughs> as, as a guy, we can't do that. We kind of boil over and turn into like crow magnet caveman. It's terrible. Um, <laughs> yeah. I think the, the last time I cried at work, I was, you know, I'm a grown ass man. I had to be, I had to be 40, 40 years old. Yeah. 40 years old. Um, which isn't too far from only a couple of years. Um, but I literally came home from work and I was so upset. I was in tears and yeah. my wife said nothing. She said, come on, we're going out. We went out to dinner. We went to a movie. We came back and it was, it was my boss at the time made me cry. Really? And 
fuck it. She was the worst boss I've ever had in my entire career. And I'm lucky to have had, I call them glass, broken glass bosses, right? And that's yeah. a boss that you would crawl across broken glass for. I've had three in my career. I've been very, very Ooh. lucky. Yes. Um, she was in one of the inter- in-betweens. And this is a boss who I went into her office at eight o'clock on a Monday morning. And I shut the door and I said, look, our working, our working agree or not work agreement the way we work together it just doesn't work i said it's it's caustic at best and combative at worst and i don't know what happened and i don't know what i did and i don't want to try and troubleshoot the past and figure out where it comes from i want to know how can we create a positive environment so we can both get what we need from each other and be successful right and then she received the blame it all on me for 35 minutes Oh, hell no. So, I mean, it is what it is. But yeah, that was the last time I actually cried at work. I went home in tears. And I'm thinking to myself as I'm driving home, I'm kind of laughing, but I'm kind of crying. I'm crying because I'm just so emotionally drained. But then I'm laughing because I'm like, I'm a grown-ass man driving home from work. There's these people driving by me coming out of the train station. And they're probably like, yo, what is this guy doing? There's some fat guy with questionable facial hair driving away in this ugly green car. And he's crying like, yo, call the police suicide bomber maybe maybe like keep an eye on that guy (laughs) well i also but i also think we've definitely gone on a rabbit hole but i love it i love this um i think that we end up holding so much emotion you know i mean I, i even feel like i see that sometimes when we get together for our board meetings it's just like we just need a minute to like sit and like let things settle. But there mm-hmm. are times where you're holding a lot of emotion for people because you, you know, I feel like it's, it's, it's my, it's my responsibility to, to create and hold space for people to do what needs to be done. And it's not always easy. And mm. I will, I will kind of soak some of that up. That's feedback that I've gotten for sure in the past of just like, maybe find some way to make those, you know, sponge pores a little bit smaller so that you're not soaking it all up. Right. I think, I guess my assumption is that probably comes with more like with time and experience and kind of understanding what you're, I I don't know, but to see, I mean, you're saying like, even as, as, you know, recently as a couple of years ago, you were like, I mean, that seemed more direct, but I feel like more often than not, it's me kind of absorbing the emotions of other people, whether it's like the hurt or the frustration yes. that's happening in a system, in an organization, in a team with a person, right? I mean, I've definitely had coworkers come to me because that's kind of the position that I'm in to say, I have had a horrible day. I am very upset about this. I just need mm-hmm. to talk about it with somebody. And I'm like, great, let's do it. And then some days, you know, it's- Some days it's harder. Cool. It's harder than, than others to- yeah be that sponge and you know it, it ties to your, what you're hitting at ties to a lot of the stuff we're told that we talk about as coaches with the idea of empathy and you need to be yes. empathetic and and bringing your whole self to work and safe yeah. spaces and all those things are great and mm-hmm. they all work but to different people they are different levels of exhausting and if you're one of those people i, I used to work with a coach who was a very high functioning empath and she literally was a sponge and yeah. she could tell when someone on the other side of the room was having a rough go and it was exhausting for her. Like yeah. people were exhausted, like teaching courses, teaching safe courses, right? Which are kind of not really sexy or fun. She would come out completely exhausted because she spends that whole time, not only teaching, but also trying to absorb the room and which way do I go? Do I go a little bit more left, a little bit more right, more yeah. anecdotes, less anecdotes. And, and I, I think people, you need to, I, 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 as a piece of advice, I would tell people that you need to be honest with yourself. Like, it's okay. It's okay to feel burnt. It's okay to be like, 
you know, I can't deal with people today. I'm going to turn off Slack or I'm going to turn off teams and I'm yep. just going to work quietly. I'll email my team and let them know because it's, you got to kind of, you got to, if you don't care for yourself, no one else will. It's the whole thing about, you know, on the airplane, you put on your own oxygen mask first so you can take yeah. care of yourself before you can help others. You got to kind of take care of yourself first. Man, that was yeah. kind of a dark metaphor there. Come on, Janae, get us, get us out of that metaphor. <laughs> I get what you're saying. Well, I want to go back to something you said about the broken glass boss too, mm-hmm. because, and now we're so far from music, but we'll get back there. Don't you worry. Um, I, I have one of those now. I had one of those previously. Um, really, those might be the only two broken glass bosses I have in my life. Is that true? There was one a long time ago, but that was a different life. Um, and I feel like when you have a boss like that that you feel fully supported for and with or by and you know you know you, you'll crawl through broken glass for them anytime also you know right now at the place that I'm at like I said the culture is so people focused and it's I really feel that it's so genuine that I haven't had one of those days quite yet like I've had a day of just like mental exhaustion because my mm-hmm. mind all over the place where I'm like oh we're gonna do this and we're gonna try this and I'm excited for these things and I can't wait till we you know get rolling with you know um fill in the blank um so I'm more mentally exhausted because I'm just excited about stuff mm-hmm. but emotionally I feel like the culture so when you feel supported by the overall culture of the organization I'm I'm certainly less likely to have that emotional exhaustion um barring a few like you know very specific things that might happen you lose you know a coworker or what have you so and in those emotionally supported um environments other people will see it coming and they'll be like hey yeah i i know that you're i'm burnt i'm starting to feel it so i know you have to be feeling it let's take 10 and go do something different log off or whatever we'll come back later because everybody can kind of sense that thread being woven amongst the whole team and it becomes easier to see it coming and everybody's like, what do we need to do? How can mm-hmm. we support one another? And and actually, this is this might be something that's more common, but this is the first organization that I've been a part of that um, as a part of their staff, they have social workers that that are really? there for the employees. Yeah. That's actually a really brilliant. That's oh, a brilliant idea. It's amazing. And and you know, they're always checking in with people and they're there as a resource and everybody feels comfortable to reach out for that. It's 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 incredibly encouraging and i just feel like you know other orgs could learn from that so if there's one one of the things if there's one thing that came out of the whole lockdown pandemic everybody work over zoom don't put pants on again is <laughs> the i the acceptance that mental health is important mental, mental health is is vital to physical health which is vital to success in yeah. anything you try and do and we need to be more cognizant of the idea of needing help. You know, yeah. mental. What is what somebody say to me? Mental health is not the absence of mental disease or defect. Mental health is something different. And yeah. there's no shame in getting a therapist. There's no it's shame hygiene. in getting someone to talk to. It is hygiene. It is. It's like brushing your teeth. It really That's is. That's all that it is. Yeah. And I, I don't know. I feel like it just, it just kind of depends on a lot of things, like how you're raised and. You know, mm-hmm. all that, whether you feel comfortable to kind of own the fact that it's totally fine to reach out, you know, for support from from time to time when you need mm-hmm. it, not because you're broken, but just because you need, you know, some support. Right, right. Mental health is not the absence of mental disease or illness. It, it, it right. is 
you know, sometimes you just need someone to talk to. And yet there is there is something to be said for the idea of stoicism and the idea of resilience. But I with know. that, with that comes the acknowledgement that, hey, sometimes even the most stoic people in the world, they kind of need a minute sometimes. And it's okay to say, hey, you know what? I need a minute. I need a day. I'm just taking a day. I'm just going to sit yeah. here with the music on and not pay attention to anything and let everything just float away. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. And I also feel like, see, you, you like to bring up stoicism. I feel like this comes up every once in a while with you, <laughs> right? Yeah. I, I've heard it, but I think too, sometimes that's more about like just knowing what to give a shit about and what to let go, having boundaries and, and being really well good said. about that. That's well what said. I think. Well yeah. said, the whole spilt milk, right? And is it isn't isn't it the serenity prayer i didn't go to i didn't grow up going to church but is there like lord give lord give me the the strength to um so i forget what it is like only worry about the things i can control or something like that i forget the whole prayer but that's really what it comes down to right like you you need to pick and choose the stuff that you're really going to get upset about yeah um I'm, you know so I'm, we're in an economic downturn we're in yeah. a recession although nobody wants to call it the r word um okay. and my wife is in the mortgage business Okay. There's always a concern that she's going to have a one-on-one and it's going to be her boss telling her, Hey, it's, we're letting you go. We're laying people off. And for a while we were both kind of stressed about it. And then we both kind of just said, you know, we, this decision is completely out of our hands. We have no influence on it whatsoever. So what can we do? Well, worrying about it's not going to help us. Mm-hmm. maybe we don't spend so frivolously maybe we don't eat out as much maybe we we think about this plan for what would happen if one of us lost an income either her or me lost mm-hmm. an income how would we how would we make it manage and the fact that we had those conversations actually took a lot of the stress out of the out of the situation mm-hmm. so she had a one-on-one yesterday and she's just like this might be the day and i said yeah it might be the day and then she goes well what do you want to do for dinner like it was not even a thing it was not even a thing and and there is something to be said about only worrying about really the shit you really can control yeah now you could swing that the other way which is what i get accused of every time um temperatures rise and blood pressure goes up and said i don't give a shit about anything it's like no it's not that i don't give a shit i don't worry about anything it's let it happen as it happens um i wanted to pull it back to the music but i forgot we were having such a good conversation i forgot where i wanted how i wanted to pull it back in um well, we were talking about using it with the team when we kind of went down the rabbit hole of feelings because of my sailboat retro. Oh, um, interesting question. Have you ever used like a musical theme for a PI or something like that? Or oh, no, I haven't. But I I love that. I have. I mean, I've noticed some teams will use like musical themes to like name their sprints. Mm. And like that but i i don't i don't know that i have ever seen a theme for a pi although i'm into it i've done two. Oh, the, nice. fir- the first one we called it mission possible and okay. we played the mission impossible theme song through the entire pi event and everybody had t-shirts yeah. in the mission in the mission impossible logo um that was the first one the second one uh we were titled the agile value management office the avmo Okay. So we did a YMCA theme at PI planning and we, I literally paid for hats for everybody. So everybody came in costume from YMCA, the village people. And we were so, you know, AVMO was, it was a lot of fun, but it was one of those things where speaking of the, the, the power of music, right? Yeah. So we kicked off with that. We closed PI planning with that. And then we went into the happy hour. 
So we can say happy. There's about 150 people there. And it's from like managing director, VP level, all the way down to like somebody who's literally just a team member. And like the, we had one senior director, she had on the 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 leather cap from the, the mm-hmm. biker, and then mm-hmm. somebody else had on the construction hat. It was another VP. And it it created this atmosphere where everybody was very convivial and just talkative and friendly. And we kind of left all the work stuff behind. Yeah. All the stuff about work and role and stature and 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 bureaucracy. And we all just kind of hung out and had a good time. And yeah. that was one of those things where I'm like, man. It sounds cheesy to say we need a theme for PI planning, but we need a theme for PI planning. I think, I feel like something like that can really bring people together, like you said, and it creates something that people can, it's, it's touchstone, you know, mm-hmm. and it's, it's kind of like, I don't know, like your, your like pep rally or whatever in high school. I'm dating myself again. Do they still do pep rallies? I think they do. Probably. Listener, let us know. <laughs> uh, but uh, you know, I can call my kid. You know, pep rallies in high school. She'll be like, "What are you doing?" Um, but <laughs> I think that's really cool, and and it gets everybody excited about you know what we're doing and where we're headed, and it it kind of you know puts it puts a, a fun energy behind it. I really like that idea. I don't I don't think we're quite there yet. Um, where I'm at, but. Right. This, this, if anybody was going to do it, it would be these people. They are amazing. So they're up for anything. Food for thought. And I think what you and I are both saying for all of our listeners taken away from this is sometimes the stuff that, and even entirely, and here we can close with this because it takes a full circle. Even the idea of like an agile mixtape for the team, for the company. Sometimes those ideas that the cynic will say, oh, well, that's kind of schmaltzy or that's kind of cheesy. They have way more weight and way more influence than anybody can really imagine. So don't write it off as some, quote unquote cheesy effort there usually is something there and typically you get way more out of it than what you put into it yeah and you never know you never know what's going to speak to people and and that's good I'm, that's advice that I give myself sometimes too because like I said I'll be like this is I'm saying this is cheesy I'm not going to try this but I have learned when I have kind of stepped outside and been like, we're going to try this. I'm not sure if anybody's going to like it. And the one person that you didn't think was going to pay attention or really care about it at all ends up being like, that was so fun. That working session, you know, that mm-hmm. you know, whatever it is that we were doing, that ended up being a lot of fun. And I'm like, oh, see, you don't know everything. Get out of your <laughs> own freaking way. Right. I, I've had the same experience with things as well, where you think this is terrible. This is cheesy. Nobody's going to want to yeah. do this. And you force yourself to do it. And then you're kind of pleasantly surprised by coming out the other end. People are like, wow, that was great. And you're like, man, I feel like such a schmuck. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Turns out I'm a huge cynic. Okay. <laughs> yeah, Thanks a yeah. lot. Well, it's cynic realist, right? Glass half full, glass half empty. <laughs> the realist is looking at the glass going, that is definitely pee. That is definitely pee. <laughs> Uh, so with that, we're we're at a good 40 minutes. Janae, I want to thank you okay. for having this conversation with me. This has been a lot of fun uh, yes. for our listeners. I hope you enjoyed this. It was unscripted. Uh, we'll have a link to Janae's playlist in the show notes. And we want to thank, you know, we want to thank um, all of our patrons. Uh, we do have a Patreon. We are committed to being free. However, if you want to chip, chip, chip in some bucks for hosting and, and processing um, podcast production, feel free to do so. We want to thank Machine Man Records and their artist Krebs for providing our outro music free of charge. And once again, you can always find us on our Discord server. We're up we just cleaned up a bunch of inactive users and I think we're up near the 300 count again. So we have a quite lively international footprint. So please hop in and join the conversation. 
So on behalf of Janae and myself, I want to thank all of you for tuning in and listening. And until next time, this is the Agile Uprising Podcast signing out. Thank you. Perfect weekend getaway requires three things. A gorgeous view, a carefree crew, and a little something sparkly, which makes Lightbox lab-grown diamonds the travel essential of the season. From earrings to necklaces, these gems are made to be worn, never hidden. So pack your bags, grab your bestie, and get ready for a glam-packed getaway, because vacations are meant to sparkle. Just remember to pack light and wear Lightbox. Visit lightboxjewelry.com and use promo code SUMMER10.